Right now, though, we're going to start at the legend. very top. Legend of Australian racing, but unfortunately does. Well, unfortunately for us in Australia, we don't get to see him too much. I think fortunately for him, he's but he riding, nearly riding cards over there. He, <laughs> he would. But uh, firstly, i just got to thank our next guest, which is Zach Burton, for buying our house because that's <laughs> the cheat uh, with knowing Hong Kong races. Yeah. If you back a thing that's got Zach Burton on it, it wins. It does. It does. Well, so let's we, go. We could say, easily say 80% of the time, I think. <laughs> easily. Is that right, Zach? <laughs> so I've just heard and just found out, but at least I've got a bed uh, to stay in when I come back home by the sounds of it, all around the place. Zach, it's it was here. Um, look, followed you uh, closely over there in Hong Kong, but you've, you you seem to be over there for a long time. Is it, is that where you're going to stay, or you're coming back at some stage? Normally, we see uh, you know a two or three year sort of session, but you've been over there for a, a very long time. Yeah, a lot of people come here and you know, they either don't make it, or after a period of time, they don't have the support. So I have no choice but to move back home. But fortunately for me, it's been the opposite. Um, I've continue to get the support in the time I've been here uh, the support's actually got stronger and stronger so I've uh, made the most of that uh, and done well but uh, I do like the racing and the lifestyle over here I haven't felt the need to go back home although sitting here watching all the races that you have in Australia now it, uh, it has become quite appealing there's a lot of money on offer uh, there's a lot of big races a lot of new races have been introduced to the calendar as well it's good to see the crowds back at the races and people enjoying themselves and You've got the buzz and the excitement that uh, comes with all of that, which we are still lacking a little bit here. Um, we're still not back at uh, 100% capacity with the, the punters and the fans at the races, um, and things are still a little bit quiet around the city. So uh, sitting here looking at that, um, I feel like I am missing out on something, but uh, I'm pretty comfortable where I am, and uh, you know, I'll probably, probably most probably end up finishing my career here. Fantastic. Well, just, was there any chance of you riding in the Melbourne Cup? I heard a few rumours going around that uh, you were you're sort of half keen. Yeah, well, I was keen to come back. It's been it's the first time in a few years where I've been able to go back because of the quarantine restrictions initially in Australia and Hong Kong. I wasn't able to go. And it's only been uh, in the recent last uh, couple of months that you're, you're able to fly back into Hong Kong without having to do the hotel quarantine, although you still have to do three days of home observation. But it did allow me to go down to Australia and come back here, and, and I would have liked to have gone down for the Cup. I did have a couple of offers. I just didn't feel like they were the right horses, and then I thought uh, I was going to have a nice ride in the race, and that didn't eventuate. So uh, I just decided to stay here. You know, I, I don't want to go all the way down there if I don't feel like I can compete to be able to win the race finishing midfield or at the back of the tail doesn't interest me at all um, so I had to have something that was worth going for and I didn't get that so I stayed here obviously and can we talk I mean I won't ask you how much money but lucrative wise over there is it on like par with Australia or are you, are you miles ahead um, per race for sure we are but you also have to take into account that we only race two days a week I don't really have to travel anywhere because we live on the course here at Sharkin. Happy Valley's only about 20 minutes away. We only race for 10 months of the year. We only pay, you know, 10% uh, tax. Uh, the Jockey Club provides the accommodation we live in. Um, so when you, add up, add it, <laughs> yeah, when you add it all up at the end of the year, you, you end up a long way in front being here than what I would 
um, being in Australia. And we also see that there's other sort of, as you said, other Australians sort of go across. Um, I'm not sure, I think is it Daniel Moore's there at the moment? Is that right? Or... He, he was here yeah. um, earlier in the year. He come, but he come at probably the worst time when we had the most strict lockdown. Yeah. So at that time, the jockey club wouldn't allow us to leave the race course at all. So we have a, a security gate um, that we need to enter and exit to get out of the, the compound that we live in, which is on the race course. And we basically weren't allowed to go out that gate unless we were going to Happy Valley to the races, and then we had to come immediately straight back. So when he come. Um, it was complete isolation and we all live in one of three apartment buildings that are here on the race course mm. and it was so strict that we weren't even allowed to mix other apartments so I couldn't go to his house for a beer and he couldn't come to mine it was basically just go to the track ride your track work ride your barrier trials come home wait until race day go to the races and that's all that we're able to do so yeah. he come over here on his own without his family um, and it was just too hard for him so he decided it was better for him to go back to Australia um, and and uh, that's what happened there. What about the uh, trainers? You've got Lee Friedman over there. Is is he part of that strict sort of live at the base, or is he uh, he one of the, the big knobs just sort of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lee Friedman's actually... Uh, he was in Singapore. He's training on the Gold Coast now, but his brother right. Michael was here in Hong Kong for maybe two, two and a bit seasons. But uh, a similar thing that he's kids were at an age where they were going to, to school in Australia and he wasn't able to see them and, and just being apart from them um, wasn't suitable for him so he decided that he wanted to go back to Australia and, and it was a good decision in the end he ended up winning the Golden Slipper and you know, he's going very well so you know you, you need to have the right support base around you when you're here um, it's not an easy place to be you know it's, it can be very stressful the owners are very demanding the club expects a lot from you. The media, um, you know, they can be quite savage at time and so can uh, the general public. So you need to have a really thick skin um, and, and most importantly, you need to be doing well. When, when you're going well, it's the best place in the world, but when things are going against you, it can be a little bit hard to swallow, especially when you've got a great lifestyle in Australia like that uh, a lot of people are used to living. I was going to say, it definitely helps that you're riding three or four minimum winners per uh, yes. per race, per race me, Betty. What, what do you make of the Spring Carnival down here at the moment? Uh, I got lucky yesterday with the winner, but, uh, yeah, what have you made of it so far? Yeah, it's been a great to watch from afar. Obviously, there's been a few wet tracks, which um, is a little bit disappointing, but at that time of year, and um, the weather hasn't been great. But between Sydney and Melbourne, the, the racing is the envy of the world, really. Um it's a fantastic prize money, good strong racing, good strong fields, good trainers and jockeys, great support from the owners and the syndicators. So I think they've got a really healthy park in Australia and, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure to watch from here. It's been it's frustrating that I haven't been able to get involved, but uh, I have enjoyed watching it from afar. And, and as a, like, as a champion jockey and you see the likes of, say, a J-Mac over here, what, what makes him and yourself, what, what makes you so special? Uh, is it your relationship with the horse? Is it, you know, right spot, right time? You're getting a lot of good rides, so that gives you good winners and confidence, or is it something you can do to the horse during the run? You know, I think there are a lot of things that go into it. At the end of the day, we, we can't win if, if we don't have the support, we don't have the horse underneath us, so that's probably the most important part. But I think what you see with any athlete in the world, whether it's Tom Brady or 
Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, or it's uh, Kobe Bryant in the NBA, or Ronaldo and Messi in uh, the EPL, or the, the football up there in um, Europe. And what you notice with the, the best jockeys, uh, jockeys or the best sportsmen that are, that are right at the, the pinnacle of their sport is they just seem to have a lot of time. They don't seem to get flustered by anything. They don't seem to find themselves in the wrong positions. They just, their timing just seems to be bang on. And, and that's what I see with J-Mac. He just, he never seems to be under pressure. He, he never seems to be out of position. Everything seems to just float along nicely for him and he's not getting himself, um, you know, uh, frazzled or put under pressure or off balance and out of rhythm in any way. And, and I think that's what you see you can see it with Tiger Woods when he was at, at his best at golf he just he never missed a shot he just always had the ball in the right spot at the right time and you know he had the confidence to do that the confidence is obviously a big thing that comes with it but it's um, it's just the ability to have clarity calmness and time absolutely Yes. Uh, now, tell us, what's the feeling? Uh, Zach, we're talking to Zach Purton, um, Australian uh, jockey that's based in Hong Kong at the minute. Uh, now, Zach, what's the feeling like uh, crossing the line first in a major race? So I can imagine it would just be so euphoric. Yeah, it is for sure. You know, there's the feeling of, um, you know, the adrenaline rush and the And, and yesterday's race, or the Melbourne Cup, uh, extraordinary event always. Um, and what, 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 was, what did you make of the race and uh, Gold Trip's win? And, um, you know, was it as surprising as uh, the rest of us thought? No, I didn't think it was. Uh, on reflection and in hindsight, when I went back and thought about his, his runs and where he's been, obviously, when he first came to Australia, the stewards wouldn't allow him to run. So he had to pass a series of tests to be able to to get back to the races to compete um, and having that small amount of time off might have help him, help him develop as well and then he might have a liking for softies tracks his best form so far from, from what I could see is, is on, also on tracks with a little bit of give in the ground he had a great uh, preparation he obviously went through the Caulfield Cup where he just got beat um, at 2400 and then he dropped back to the Cox Plate at 2000 metres and was finishing strong so that was a nice barrier trial for him and and he got up to a, a, a suitable distance and Mark gave him a great ride. He was very patient on him. The one thing I did notice in the run was how relaxed the horse was and if you're going to run 3,200 and be strong at the end of the race like he was, that horse, if, if you watched the way the race was run and how Mark had him in the run, he was just so relaxed the whole way. It was a beautifully 
ridden race. He was able to get on the back of the right horses at the right time. The speed of the race was suitable for him. He was able to crack up when he wanted to. You know, everything really was put on a platter for him. And, you know, you have to have the horse to be able to do it and the trainer to be able to prepare the horse for the jockey to be able to deliver it. But all those things come together and the right track surface and and it, it, it just looks so smooth. And that was it's one of the things with um, you know, J-Mac and the other top, top athletes. It just looked like Mark was in his own zone. He, he was never flustered. He was in his own rhythm. He had time. He had patience. He had clarity. And it all come together, and obviously the result was winning the Melbourne Cup. But you look at other horses in the race, like Devo Legend, who was the favourite. And I thought at the winning post on the first time, he was going to find it hard to win that race because he was on the pit, he was pulling, he was a bit slow out of the gate and then tried to take a position. Um, and he was pulling, and then he had to move off the rail and make a bit of an earlier move. You know, that race, although the horse was given every chance, Karen also rode a good race, but the horses didn't handle the occasion that well and as a young three-year-old that sometimes can go against them um who you know which Craig Williams rode he commented that the horse pulled quite hard through the race didn't give him a chance to run the race so you know you really need a horse that can handle the occasion at the time um and horses that relax are always going to give themselves more of an opportunity to win a race than a horse that's on the bit being aggressive using more energy than what they should be they end up falling apart more often than not, and, and that's what happened with some of the horses in that race. Is it? Is it? Um, is it? Whose responsibility is that for the to relax the horse? Is that is that how you train them, or is it is it a jockey on the day, or is it the way it's you know brought to the races? I mean, who's is there responsibility on the you know the I don't know uh, the feelings of the horse? Yeah, it's it's more it's a, it's a training thing, right? So yeah. from the time a horse walks into your stable, and Chris Waller's done an amazing job with Nature Strip. There used to be a bolter horse that used to just want to charge and go 100 miles an hour. And, and you're watching now, and although he's still got that tendency to want to go a little bit keen sometimes in his races, he grabs a bit and he wants to roll. He's a completely different horse now to what he used to be, and that's just the Chris Waller system. He spent so much time getting that horse to relax, and he knows that if you can get a horse to relax, you'll get him to perform at his best. So it, it starts in the mornings, Um and it depends how the trainer trains him, but you need really good work riders, you need great staff. It's about getting the horse's character and nature um, heading in the right direction. And, and then sometimes it's just handling the occasion on the day, like a Melbourne Cup. You know, I'm not sure if Deville Legend has seen that many people at a race course before, and the whole build-up to it is a lot longer than what you would get in a normal race, so he's parading for a lot longer, and sometimes that can stir them up a little bit. In the Melbourne Cup, you've got to come past the winning post on the first time. The whole crowd is roaring. There's a lot of noise. That could have stirred him up again. Um, and then sometimes, I'm not saying um, it's in a negative way against Kieran, because I think Kieran's got really good hands, and he does get horses to relax quite well, and his record in the Melbourne Cup's fantastic. His record in staying races is fantastic. But sometimes uh, certain jockeys can gel a little bit more with certain horses, and they get the horses to relax a little bit better now with another jockey that horse might have even been more keen than what it was yesterday um, I think it's the horse's character and, and the way that um, he was more so than the way Kieran uh, rode the horse but um, it, it, it's everyone that um, is, is in that horse's life and career to build up to those moments 
Uh, Zach, what, what about you, you, mate? What's sort of on the cards? What are you thinking about once you, you finish up in the uh, in the saddle? Are you going to train oh, or... Give us some tips before we... Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's, our, that's the last, career, last oh, question. Oh, but, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what can you see yourself doing after uh, when you get out of the saddle? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in, in, a, in a way I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've been doing what I've been doing for long enough now, um, and I've been over here for a long time, so we're looking forward to going back to Australia, and I'm looking forward to just slipping back into society and becoming an anonymous person, and just being able to do what I, I, I want without um, all the attention that comes with it. Uh, I enjoy my golf, so I want to play a bit more golf. I, I have a few other things. Um, in mind that uh, I would like to do but you know what sort of presence I'm going to keep in racing I'm not quite sure um, you know I've got family friends within the industry and it's a great industry so we'll see what happens whether I you know some people want me to turn up on occasion and give the apprentices a little bit of advice I'd be happy to do that um, not my go to the odd race meeting I'll see but um yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back home for sure. Well, you're more than welcome to come to the Yarra Valley, mate, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, tell us, uh, you got uh, any winners uh, that we need to know about uh, in the next coming weeks or days? So, uh, obviously <laughs> the meeting tonight has been cancelled. Yes, good um, luck in your typhoon. Yeah, which is quite frustrating. Um, that's, uh, that's put a bit of a spanner in the works. Yeah, it's all the horses that were meant to race tonight are going to be clashing with other horses coming up, but um, yeah, as far as horses going forward, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm riding a horse first up on the weekend called Beautyverse, who might not be ready to win yet, but he might be a horse uh, to follow going forward towards the derby. Um, he, he won the SA derby, had uh, solid form before he came here, so he's one that you can probably follow over the next few months, and hopefully in March he can, um, he can certainly win the derby, I mean, that'd be nice. Those, those owners have been really good to me over the years, obviously. One of the best horses Hong Kong has ever seen. Beauty generation, I hope, for the same connections. And uh, it's nice to be able to win the derby for them before I leave. Oh, very nice. Well, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, uh, Zach. Uh, we've got, we must leave it there, buddy. But, uh, look, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, tonight. Uh, it's been great to get an insight and just so fascinating to hear it from your perspective, mate. No worries, any time. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> no worries. Thank you very much. Live from Hong Kong, that was Zach Purton, Australian pre, jockey. Pre-typhoon. Uh, pre-typhoon, yeah, it's going to hit pretty hard, apparently. Yeah, so, over there, but... but uh, as, just, as, he, as he said, it's not his first typhoon. No, just rides winners for fun. It does. And uh, I swear, that is a cheat book. That is the cheat. Oh. If you see a Hong Kong race, Shatin or Happy Valley, and uh, if you see Zach Purton riding yeah. the horse, don't worry about the rest of the yeah. field. Stop looking. <laughs> no, if you wins. back him in every race, <laughs> you, you'll come out a winner.